from the All-Ireland Business Foundation, this is Elaine Carl bringing you AIBF Business Talk. AIBF is an independent national body tasked with enterprise development and the promotion of best-in-class businesses as business all-stars. Today, I catch up with Tony Delaney, founder and CEO of SYS Group. SYS was established back in 2015 and is a full-service financial consultancy with in-house expertise in all the areas that make up our financial lives, from mortgages to tax and retirement planning, as well as corporate solutions. As of now, the company has more than 40 members of staff and has more than 300 million under management. Tony himself has almost 30 years of financial services experience behind him and is a multi-award winning pensions thought leader. He has led the group to a number of awards and most recently, Tony and SYS Group were awarded the five in a row business all-star for best in class financial services category at the annual AIBF Summit. Thank you so much for joining me on AIBF Business Talk today, Tony. Tony, there's a fantastic background, I suppose, in history, not only to SYS Group and where it's evolved to and come from, but also to yourself. Tell us about your business journey at SYS Group because and how it involved and how you got involved, Tony. Yeah, I suppose it's been a long journey, Elaine. Uh, first of all, thank you very much for having us on today and for the um, somewhat a few weeks ago, delighted to receive the five in a row All-Star and what another great event and we were delighted to be recognised and to be part of it. Um, yeah, my journey, I suppose, um, once it has been documented, but I suppose there was an article there a number of months ago in the Irish Times. So I suppose academically, I, I, I didn't really um, do a lot in school. So I left school at 17, I broke my leg actually at home playing hurling and a couple of weeks left in fifth year. So left, I was doing a part-time milkman, became a full-time milkman and um, you know, that was where I was at and um, done that for a few years and hurling took over a lot of my life, to be honest about it. And then at 18, I actually became a father and at 20, so at 20 years of age, you know, I was hurling with the people under the ones. I, was, I, I had two kids, so um, that was a bit of a shock to the system. I was very young at the time, as you can see, but I fell into the insurance business when I was about going on um, 21 years of age. And I joined New Ireland, was very lucky to get an opportunity and sort of my career was slow for the first number of years and sort of took off from really 19, maybe 1995, 96, became a manager then in 99 at 28. And really my career took off there and held many positions in New Ireland and managed a very successful team for them and built up my knowledge. Left seven years ago to set up um, SYS. The plan was to go work for myself actually and, and not manage a team anymore. That changed very quickly and <laughs> started started from the front of the house in February 15. And today we have um, four offices, head offices in Neen and Tipper areas. I'm a Tubby Vara native myself, very proud of it. And um, we have an office in Cork, Waterford and Dublin and currently 33 staff. And by the end of August, we will be up to 41. Wow, that's some phenomenal growth. And isn't it ironic, you know, from where we start out, and I think there's a great lis- lesson in this, especially as we're in peak exam time, that often where we start or where our career path starts out isn't necessarily where we end up. And I think, you know, that a lot of our listeners today may have, you know, children going to going through exams and leaving search and all that. And I suppose one thing as well that I'm very interested in, and look, you know, I'm a fellow Tipperary person, born and bred, so I resonate with the, the competitive nature of the Tipperary and the hurling field and all of that. But I think that's 
sport and business and mindset has an awful lot to do with, I suppose, maybe ambition. Would you agree with that, Tony? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose I had probably a lucky enough to have a good career with my club, Tony Varo. We became very successful in the, the 90s and on to the early 2000s. So, you know, we had gone 30 odd years with nothing and then we ended up winning 11 county championships. So sport was massive for me, but there's a lot of, you know, people compare sport and business. And I think a lot of what I learned in sport that I, I brought forward to, to business and I still see it even when I'm involved with teams or at the moment even playing a bit of soccer. Mm-hmm. I'd watch young lads training and I'd be saying, jeepers, I'm not sure I'd give them a job because some are only going through the motions, not all of them. But I see the people that, they, you know, the people that go the extra mile in sport usually will replicate that in, in business. And, you know, and even... I thought... Yeah, go on. No, I said I thought for years when I was up to a couple years that I actually, um, you know, I always said I, I just hate losing. And that's what I started thought was motivating me. I realised a couple years when I spoke to someone actually from the opposite way around, I wanted to win all the time. And not because losing never bothered me. So I had that will to win on the hurling field and I just had the same desire in in business. So I, I think work ethic, you know, I have a very strong work ethic comes into play. But yeah, definitely business is and, and it's boring. And I think going from where you were, you know, setting up yourself, you know, just seven years ago and to what you've achieved today on track to, you know, 40 employees within the year. That's a fantastic achievement, Tony. Um, And not only when you think of it in terms of the employment that you're providing, but also in terms of the service offering that you're providing. Can you take me through the different maybe areas or core areas of your offering at SYS Group and all the different, I suppose, areas? Yeah, well, we started off with SYS Wealth and Financial Planners, which is now grown into the SYS group. So we have SYS Private for High Net Worth. We have SYS Financial Planning for all the other clients outside of the High Net Worth. That's probably your bread and butter business, to be honest. We do a lot of business in that in both spaces. And then I realized that there was a gap in the business. So we bought a mortgage company um, during COVID. So we have SYS mortgages. And then I realized it was a major gap with the advice for, for the tax side. So then we decided to um, set up SYS tax and brought um, Monica Walsh from Cork on the company. She's director of tax now and uh, runs that end of the, the business. And then we have SYS capital for non-regulated investments. So really, we don't do the general side, but on the whole tax and advisory and succession planning, we now have a one-stop shop for all our clients, which is added massive value for our team with the mortgages and in particular the tax side it really really works hand in hand with the, with the financial planning and, and proper retirement structures and succession planning so we've got really good feedback from our team and the benefit of our clients they've really found the benefit of that absolutely because that's such an important consideration when anybody's making any sort of i suppose you know investments or thinking of their future and retirement planning and all of that the tax advantages can be absolutely huge so that's a huge usp that you have within the practice uh tony tony what do you con- contribute your success back to at sys group um yeah i suppose a lot i would say to a lot of people at the moment Lynn, i've been very lucky throughout my um working career and people that know me very well and say, Tony, you've really put in the hours and I have and, and I've worked really hard. So I think my work ethic has contributed a lot, but also I think um, I deal with, I'm very transparent and open with people. Um, a good 
you know, I think communication and transparency will get you a lot, a lot of places. We also, you know, I suppose in the pensions field, I'd be classed as an expert. And I think people realise that probably like dealing with, with, and with a lot of experts in the team in other areas. But I suppose, you know, I would get the right people, then I'd, I'd make sure to fit the profile we're looking for. So, you know, for me, personality and, rela- and relationship building is absolutely crucial in every um, in every walk of life. And I won't mention in this happened, she was in earlier on, having lunch with two people who were recruiting. And I have to say, the first impression when I came in, lady was actually cleaning, was brilliant. And then when we're having our lunch or some soup and sandwiches, the experience was absolutely terrible. And I would really watch that and say, is that what I want to go back to again? And I look at the same with our clients to, to make sure they're part of a majority with us. And so me, our staff and our clients are very important. And I suppose with the staff, I'd be very good at picking the people that I'd be very lucky with the people we've recruited. And if without them, I wouldn't be where we are today or the company wouldn't be where we are because it's not about me. But work ethic, and, and I think, and, Good, a good communicator and transparent and then having the knowledge in the business as well and people know where to stand with me um, I think that's been a major plus for us No and a lot of really good strong attributes com- coming through there Tony and look like everything you know and, and I know from our listeners today that it's not always plain sailing and we do come up against challenges and roadblocks along the way what do you feel maybe was one of the biggest hurdles that you had to overcome in growing SYS Group? Well, I think COVID became a major challenge because we had a five-year journey, we had a five-year plan, a seven-year plan, and I could have decided that to get to down tools and, and tear up that plan and have to revisit it. But we actually decided that, you know what, wherever there's, I always look, wherever there's a challenge, there's another opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I suppose that has been my mindset. So COVID was a challenge because we very much people, peoples, we were all face-to-face and having to move from that and let go of some staff for a while and then bring them all back. But we got them all back relatively quickly. That was a that was a challenge. And I would say as well, as the team gets bigger, you have more challenges because people come with different problems, I suppose, and different challenges themselves. And you find with 10 staff, you're not getting as much as that. Then with 40, you know, if something happens to someone on a personal nature, how do we deal with that? And if you set a precedent, COVID was a challenge, but thankfully you have we didn't change tax, but it was a challenge for and for our staff as well. So for me, over the last two years, that's been the biggest um, challenge. We have other challenges with with now the delay and with the life companies in particular, where stuff that was taken to get clients getting their money within four to six weeks could be taken twelve now away. We're always the face of the client, so they they deal with us. So that has been a challenge because we we pride ourselves on providing a very good service, and now because people working from home, that has been a bit of a challenge for the life companies and their service isn't where it wants, where it should be. That brings different challenges for us. And I probably found that more challenging than, than COVID because I said, everything I look at a challenge, I always look for where is an opportunity in this. And we use that. And I said, we recruited um, 12 people during COVID. And that there's a great, um, there's a great lesson, great perspective, I think, in that as well, you know, Tony. And I think, you know, having that, I suppose, that relationship of trust with your customers and your clients. And as you mentioned there earlier, look, it's no wonder, given your service offering in the various areas and how you've grown and, and what you stand for at SYS Group, why you've been awarded the five in a row business all-star for best in class in financial services at the All-Ireland Business Summit. 
what do you feel this means for for you as a person you know that has set up and set it all up but also for your customers well i think you know i suppose when we when we get our awards i suppose elaine i think it reinforces to us what we know we're doing but sometimes you're doing it and you're probably not taking the credit or, or maybe getting the credit you think you deserve and when you get an award like that, I, I believe like it reinforces what we're doing and it and it lets the clients know and look, it's it, you know, it's even like I went into a coffee shop outside Neil on Saturday morning and a gentleman I hadn't seen him for a long time said, Is you not getting enough awards when you were hurling? I see you're getting more again. <laughs> so, you know, if you sometimes think people don't notice it, we've got very strong and you know, Eva's got very strong on the social media. So I suppose it was the same one of the downfalls in the earlier couple of awards. I didn't make enough out of it mm -hmm. and um but for me it really enforces what we're doing and i think the clients you know people like dealing with people that are i have a class of as you know people like dealing with with people that are being successful and winners and when they're winning awards like that they say look this crowd they must be good at what they're doing and so it definitely helps our our our, our brand and it helps our offering as well it's great to have that, that third party endorsement and very well earned and well received. Now, look, Tony, you know, for there's a lot of, people, of our listeners here today that are saying, look, how can I maybe grow my wealth? How can I protect my wealth? What should I be doing? Do you have a few top tips, maybe five top tips that you could give us to look how we can look after ourselves and our finances better? Yeah, well, I think it's so I could give you about 15, I think, at the moment because <laughs> of, of what's happening with the markets. So, mm. you know, one of the things, one of the easiest things I would say to people is, Whatever life policies, protection, or whatever investments or savings or deposits, you should take it out and review them and go talk to a broker or an expert in that field. I think, you know, I always use a, use a statement that if you think amateur professionals are there, we'll have you hire an amateur. So I definitely think you pay more for, for the best advice. But small little tips would be reviewing what you had, I think, is the simplest thing to look at. But also, I think there's a major gap in the advice part in the market, Elaine, and I really mean this. And I believe, like, for people that have even the word pensions, I think it's a bit of a taboo. I like to talk about proper retirement planning. Well, like, one of the things I would say to someone is, if you're married, single, are you reviewing your, um, are you look maximizing your tax-free cash at retirement? So are you doing proper retirement planning? Don't look at it like a, like a pension. Also, look at your, your current wealth and ask yourself, you know, Am I gonna am I gonna have enough to live on? But how do you know that? What do you need to live on when you're retired? You know, what's your tax? People often talk about um I'm paying income tax now. A lot of people are falling into um a threshold when they retire that if they had to do proper retirement planning, could have a lot more income. And very simplistically, a married couple today retired, if they had an income of around forty eight thousand, their net tax would be about eleven percent. But I knew someone last week said to me, Tony, sure, what's the point of putting all that money into the pension? I'll be taxed at the outset. So what I say to people is, look at where you are today, but you need to wind on the clock to where you're going to be at retirement. Also, I suppose, if you have a wealth built up, I would be saying to someone today is, you need to know what investment you're holding, what you're invested in, is it diversified enough? And does it suit your risk appetite? Not what someone has put you into. And I think the risk appetite has changed completely again because we've come off the back of probably since March 09 to, to, to January to December dawn of probably what one year out, one negative year out of 12 or 13. 
So I think my advice to anyone is, if you have an existing pension or investment, you need to get it reviewed. Um, you know, mortgages, there's a massive talk about trackers. You wouldn't even mention moving a tracker six, eight weeks ago. But now if your tracker is 1% or 1.5% above the euro bar, there is fixed, rate, fixed rates there that are probably, um, there was a five and a 10 year fixed rate before the rate increases. Well, you probably might better off with that in a tracker. So I think people should go get advice and, and review what they, what they have. And if then, you know, bring in the professionals because, you know, are you going to have inheritance, are you going to have inheritance tax issues? You know, mm-hmm. are your, are your, is your money making money for you? With inflation at the moment, it's losing money no matter what you do. I believe negative interest rates, deposit rates should be gone by August, which has been a major bugbear for a lot of people. So there's many little tips you could you you could you could give, but that, people focus too much on charges. Yeah, that is the least of the worries, Elaine, is to get the right structure, the right tax structures around it, and the, the right retirement planning. And that's the tips I'd be saying to anyone. So many nuggets in there, Tony, and I think it all comes back to you know, as you said, to review what you have as a starting point because without even realizing it, most of us that have a mortgage, you've got you know, you've got your mortgage to look at, you've got your life assurance policies, you know, which are inherently attached to that. If you're paying into your pensions, so there's so many different facets, and this is outside of any potential investment or or anything like that. But I think it's so true, Tony, what you said, and I'm a great advocate for it. That look, you know, professional advice is such good value if you take on board maybe the costs involved with not getting any advice or poor advice that is probably one of the best investments that you can make yeah Elaine, like you know for me people talk about not putting money into their pensions and investments but for me the priority for someone with family like i very simple philosophy is our job is to provide financial peace of mind to you and your family the simplest starting point is have you enough of life cover or have you adequate cover mm-hmm. that is the most important part and for cohabiting couples that have mortgages, they're not aware of the tax implications. 90% of the life policies are set up incorrectly. And mm-hmm. they don't realize that if you, one of them, God forbid, died, I always said died yesterday, and it can't happen then, that they only own the 50% of the house, and the, now they're left with a tax bill. So I think, you know, this, you know, for cohabiting couples out there, they need to review that. And, and another thing, Elaine, is that we always talk about people that have mortgages. But what about the people that are renting? That's like even if, worse. If they're renting and they're paying a thousand or eleven hundred or fifteen hundred a month, you know what I mean? An average price of house in Nina for rent is probably nine hundred. But if one of those and they're, they're cohabiting, maybe have kids happen. If one of them, God forbid, died yesterday, the majority never think of putting cover in place because they don't have a mortgage. Like that for me is is if it happens, is absolutely terrible. So for me, it's not just the high network people. You know, you have to protect people no matter you know, with a basic life policy. And I think there's a lot of that missing out there. It's given that financial peace of mind, as you said there to your customer, whether they are the the ordinary, you know, Joe Soap or whatever that's in your, in your financial planning sector, you know, or your private clients, it's irregardless. How can you live today if something impacts you, you know, in your life or your family? But as well as that, I think, you know, we all say, not that we, we live for the for the retirements and God, when I retire, I'm going to do this, I'm going to go off and travel and do that. But actually, are we doing today what we need to make, ha- you know, what we need to do to make that happen down the road, Tony? Tony, if there's anything you to do differently in the business, what would that be? I don't think, Elaine, I would do anything different than what I've, done up to now, probably maybe I go a lot of my gut and what I've learned to do is, and I suppose if you ask me 
four years ago or three years ago, four or five five years ago, actually, if you asked me what would I I would have said in the early stages, I made decisions maybe based on emotion and not enough facts. And that's the one thing I've learned when I brought in my business coaches, leave your emotion outside and deal with the facts. And you deal with facts, you'll get to the decision process a lot quicker. So that's one of the things probably that I've learned. And would I change anything else now? You know, I'd always maybe consider something, but I'd like to think that anything we've done up to now was all relatively, relatively very well. Did we make one or two mistakes along the way? Of course we did, but I learned from those mistakes and make sure you, well, you, you do your best to make sure they don't um, happen again. But sometimes maybe I might decide to rush into something because I get excitement over the whole, you know, challenge of it and not looking at maybe enough of detail because mm -hmm. I suppose my personality allows me to make, and I make decisions quickly. So yeah, I just have to learn to start out a little bit, Elaine, and um, not rush into everything as, as much as I, I, as I might do. Right. So I think that we all kind of, I can see that you operate in full throttle in fifth gear. So Tony, what next for SYS, SYS Group? Because as I'm looking at it, you know, seven years, nearly 40 employees, several locations. You've got SYS Private, SYS Financial Planning, SYS Tax, SYS Corporate, SYS Mortgages, SYS Millennial Money Coach. That's some achievement in itself and several pillars there. Where to next for SYS Group? Yeah, that's actually a good question. And um, we're looking at some innovation now on, on, on the advisory side for clients. You know, we have, you know, ESG coming down the tracks. We don't get a lot of queries, but I think it's going to form part of it. I'd like to be forward looking all the time. So I think there has to be more transparency coming into the, the pensions fees landscape in the next number of years. So we are preparing for that already. Um, where is the plan? You know, we have a very five, seven year plan that, by 2030, we'll be up to 1 billion assets under management. Uh, we'll be at over 300 by the end of this year. Um, but the plan is to be, you know, to become one of the, the best and major financial, you know, investment and advisory services. And I mentioned the word advisory, you know, um, in Ireland and to be as innovative. And we've new, some new investment products coming to the market that we bespoke ourselves. And, um, yeah, I'd be very excited for the, you know, with who's joining us. And we're making some acquisitions. Um, we just agreed another acquisition um, last week as well. So that's gone for due diligence. So it's to grow, to grow to 1 billion a lane and to, you know, really provide a bespoke service to, um, to individuals, corporates and professionals throughout Ireland. And I've no doubt that you'll definitely not just hit, but supersede those targets and ambitions, Tony, given the service that you're providing, you know, and everything and, and how you've grown and brought everything within SYS Group together. Now, Tony, for the last part, I just want to get to know Tony Delaney a little bit better. So I'm going to lift the bonnet of the car for a second. and I'm going to throw a few quick fire questions out to you. Not to think too long and hard. Just give us the first uh, first thing that comes into your mind, Tony. Tony, if I was to ask you, what's your most cherished possession? My most cherished possession, my family. Your family. Okay, if I said it couldn't have a heartbeat, it had to be an object. My Jeep. Your Jeep, good stuff. <laughs> what is Either that? My Jeep or the house, one or the other. Right, the Jeep, good stuff. What kind of a Jeep do you drive? Oh, geez, uh, uh, I'm basic enough, but 
good stuff good stuff if you could send some advice back in time Tony to your 20 year old self what would you share what wisdom would you share if you have a problem go talk to someone over yeah stellar advice that's great as well for our listeners to hear that you, you know that no matter what a problem shared is a problem halved yeah and that's something I didn't do in my life and I would say it would have saved me a lot of um, heartache and a lot of uh, I'd say a lot of heartache and probably a lot of um, challenges throughout my life you know so I would have always said go talk to someone and if you don't if you're looking if you're asked something you don't know go get the answer but in general don't bottle up stuff that's going on in your life that would be I wouldn't want to say that young young let it be male or female but I think males are worse than mm-hmm. than females for bottling up stuff yeah, very good. Tell us, Tony, tell us something that most people wouldn't know about you. Most people that know me would probably look at me when I played sport and I played hurling. Well, actually, I'm a big softy at heart, which a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't think. They probably don't portray it, but yeah, people would know I'm, um, I, I'm a bit of a softy when it comes to a lot of things, and in particular when it comes to people and helping people, helping people out. Good stuff. What did you want to be when you were a child? So when you were growing up? That is a good question. I, do you know what? When I was growing up, Jesus, I remember people could laugh at this, but I remember at one stage, I think it was about ten or eleven. I thought maybe I'd become a priest, which some <laughs> people said that was never going to happen anyway. Tony, um, the, you know, I just, do you know what, Elaine, I didn't know what I wanted to be, but I suppose I always had a, a personality, and because I wasn't over interested in school, I was more interested in in GAA. Mm-hmm. Um, I never knew, to be honest with you, I never knew and, and um, you know, did I want to have, I never wanted to be trade because and anyone that knows me knows I don't do physical work, so I wouldn't mm-hmm. even change a plug at home, I was never any good at that. But probably something to, to do in sales and probably just love car sales, maybe, if you ask me that. Right. But I probably never knew the answer, Elena, I probably never knew the answer to it. Yeah, yeah, and that thing, I think, and I think a lot of people when they're younger, you know, and and even when they start out in their careers, don't know, and it can be like maybe their second or third attempt at a career change or whatever that they actually find what they're most passionate about, you know. So that's so, Tony. Listen, just imagine now you're having a dinner party, and you can invite any four people. Who would you bring? Um, I bring my buddy Kenneth anyway because he's the most eternal optimist I've ever met in my lifetime. (laughs) So he definitely won. Um, I bring my wife, and um, I would bring maybe the likes of Ryan Keane and and Michael O'Leary then just to shake things up a little bit. Yeah, there's definitely sparks flying there. I can see. Yeah, <laughs> Very yeah, good. Definitely. I'd love to be a fly in the wall. <laughs> if you could um, had a motto in life, right? Sum it all up. What would you? What would your motto be? Be true to yourself. Be true to yourself and, and you know, be true to what you believe in. And, and I don't think you, waver. And don't waver from that then. Yeah, and that, that's a big thing, isn't it? Having, having the confidence not to waver. Yeah. You know, and I think something that I picked up from you there as well is that, you know, yes, we need to know all the facts as well, but to actually trust your gut 
you know, along the way. That's a, that's a big thing in it. Tony, it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you this afternoon. Um, I know that our listeners will have benefited greatly from those top tips in how we can, I suppose, maybe take better care of our finances and our financial health and, and well-being. Um, and if any of our listeners are there today and want to maybe, you know, seek you out for any advice or assistance in any of the areas that we mentioned, how should they get in touch with you, Tony? Well, yeah, my email is Tony at sysgroup.ie and um, my mobile is 086-380-7888 and then, like, if someone wants to reach out to me over anything even outside of the financial services for a bit of guidance, I've come through a lot of challenges in my life and I would be very happy to um, to help out and give my bit of guidance and my bit of advice what I've learned. So, yeah, I'd have no problem, man. Um, any reaching out to me if they want investment or pension advice we're delighted to look after that or any of the corporate but look i'd be very much open to helping people that i i was looking at i came through a challenge and i was at left school at 17 and you know nick at 18 down at 19 you know and i'm a six-year-old now and mm-hmm. so my daughter and mother daughter's going off from australia nick to get married next year so i've been there done it all and made lots of mistakes and and learned from them and I'm very lucky to be where I am today. Fantastic. Tony, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. I look forward to meeting you again in person. It was great to have met you in Crow Park recently. Um, thanks for joining us and as well to all our listeners today. Elaine, and thank you very much to yourself and Capil again. And really enjoyed uh, the chat today. So thank you very much. Thank you for listening to AIBF Business Talk today. I really do hope you enjoyed listening in. To find out more about the All-Ireland Business Foundation and the work that we do, especially the Business All-Stars programme, just go to www.aibf.ie. Remember, never put off until tomorrow what you can do today. Until next time, from your host, Elaine Carroll, goodbye.